Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Within Us. My name is Ozzy Jankovic. I'm your host, and I'm so glad that you are here. Today, we're going to be re-airing certain segments from a really incredible episode by Nomi Levy. And Nomi is a board-certified health coach affiliated with Duke University, and she's someone who I greatly admire because Nomi is an example of what a compassionate healthcare practitioner looks like. And I know this from having interviewed her on the show and also from having worked with her and having had a relationship with her for the past few years. So recently I've been contacted by several listeners in the community about how they can make upgrades to their lifestyle to really promote their well-being, whether it's mental health, people really ready to get on track and feed their brains and feed their bodies and others who are interested in really just taking better care of their bodies and looking better, feeling better. And I think that this is going to be the perfect episode for you if you fall into either of those categories or both of those categories, or if you're someone who's just looking for some ongoing inspiration and motivation about how to stay on track. Nomi's insights are all based in spirituality and also really steeped in the latest research. She reads a voracious amount on nutrition. She's studying, she's always studying, and she's always sharing studies with her patients and with her community about how we can really look after our health. So Nomi deals with a variety of different issues, any health issue that comes up, any um, you know, disease or lifestyle factor that you could possibly imagine, she deals with it. So whether you're s- struggling with something specific or you're just looking for like a general overhaul or some ongoing maintenance, this is going to be great for you. So I titled this episode after a quote from Nomi's Instagram. And she says, ditch the diet mentality and take on the do it mentality because her way of eating and her way of living is really all about taking action, taking ongoing action. And she's also really compassionate and she understands that life happens and sometimes it's, it's difficult to stick to a certain plan. So she addresses all of those issues and more. And it is my absolute pleasure. I'm so excited to introduce you to today's guest, Nomi Levy. All right. So where do we start off with making lasting changes in our health, Nomi? First, create a vision. What do you see for your health? What do you see for your future? Where do you want to be in 30 days, 60 days, a year, five years, 120? Where do you want to be? What do you see yourself like? So I might have ideas that I think are great for somebody's health. But at the end of the day, one of the things that we talk about uh, is this idea that you are the expert on your own life. And I think that this is an amazing concept because the Duke uh, Integrative Medicine Center, where I trained, is doctor run it's doctor taught and they really want to give over this idea that our clients can be a partner in their healing process that it's not about the doctor being the expert and the client being this sort of compliant do what i say listen to me but really being involved in crafting a care plan that will help them get better and a care plan that the client contributes to also increases compliance and adherence and ultimately success 
So we all want to be successful. Success sounds amazing, but it sounds like this is somewhat personalized. So Nomi, where do we go from there? 100%. Very customizable, very personal, baby steps towards success. Although there are people who come in and they want to do a revamp, and for some people that works. But what we've seen from long-term behavioral change is that we want to have long-term success. And in order to do that, we need to spend a lot of hours practicing. I give the equation of a pianist and the idea that it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert. And I think that that's the same thing with health behavioral change. People get really faded when they see that they weren't able to keep to their diet or they weren't able to stick to their walking or exercise plan or they didn't manage to get to bed even though they had a clear goal to get to bed at a specific time one night that week. And really what we're doing is we're experimenting, we're practicing changes, but we're re-engaging over and over again. And the more that we re-engage, we increase the likelihood of fluency in that particular habit and long-term success. This idea of re-engaging is so incredible. It reminds me of the importance of returning, returning in meditation, returning to the breath, returning to the anchor, and also in our lives, returning when we see ourselves going off course in any area of our lives, making the return back to what we know is right, and having that really strong routine, that strong core, that strong foundation, whether it's our nutrition plan or any other habits in any other area of our lives that we can always return to is so important. So let's go ahead and move on to some specific strategies. What are the strategies or mindsets that we can use, Nomi, in order to really succeed in making lasting and meaningful change? Creativity and flexibility are keys to success in long-term dietary adherence. So if somebody really wants successful in implementing dietary changes, sitting down and writing every single thing really is maybe going to work for a small percentage of the population. But for the vast majority of people, we want you to be creative and flexible. So that means being able to think out of the box, be in the moment. You're at a restaurant and you really didn't plan for this meal, but what's something that you can creatively do, whether it's advocating for yourself with the waitress, splitting something with a friend, get out of the box of your normal ideas and and be creative with how you actually get to your goal. Don't be stuck within like, this is the way it works. Another thing that I would say in terms of re-engaging is I see a lot of mindset with this idea, I'll start tomorrow because I failed today. And I'm going to say now is the new later. Do not wait till tomorrow to decide that you are going to be able to make a start, a fresh start, a revamp. Just go for it right now. Okay, so the last meal, you didn't eat what you wanted to eat, or you woke up late and you didn't get for that workout. Be creative. Go for it now. Do it right now. Don't postpone. Now is the new leader. I love that so much. And I'm good for all of us. Now is the new leader. It's good for anybody who. It makes so much sense. Live now. I love that so much. So let's talk about this situation where we're at the restaurant and we're so used to ordering the same thing, or we believe that we love certain foods. We believe that there are certain foods that we love and we're, we're habituated to eating them and, and we need to make change. So where do we go from there? What do people do who come to you and, and are just attached to the foods that they're used to? I love the idea of attachment to food 
because I always tell people, especially when they ask me about, you know, my kids eating this and what do I do? I say, listen, we have to have a relationship with food until 120, God willing, for the rest of our lives. It's that one relationship that's in some way pretty much guaranteed we're going to be ingesting something. So we want to have good relationships, good attachments. And when it comes to restaurant dining, I think that there are a few mindsets that can trip us up. And the first one is, well, I'm at a restaurant, so I might as well indulge in something that I wouldn't make at home. So if I went to a restaurant with that mentality, one thing that I would never make at home and never eat is something like fettuccine Alfredo. It's just not going to happen for me. <laughs> but if I walk into the restaurant with that mentality, and I'm also really looking at avoiding some of the refined carbohydrates, upping my phytonutrient content. I know that I've always got that on my list of things to do. So that's not what I want to order. I would say focus on the dining experience and not on the food experience. What I mean by that is food is so much more than just food. Food is connection. It's a chance to enjoy. And the dining experience enhances food. And we can really choose where to put our energy. If I'm in a restaurant, even if I'm alone, just being in a restaurant is already like an upgrade from my usual dining experience, right? It's an upgrade in enjoyment. It's an upgrade in, I mean, hope, it's an upgrade in the fact that I don't have to clean up or cook or prep or shop. Totally. It's an upgrade oh, yeah. in that I may even have leftovers for later. So there's like so many great things that can come out of I'm in a restaurant other than indulging in a food that I know isn't ideal for me according to my goals or my doctor's plan or whatever that is. This is so fascinating. And I think it really speaks to the importance of staying open, open to possibilities, opening our mind and staying open to the full experience that we're in rather than focusing on one sense and one sense alone. Can you speak to that a little bit, Noe? There's so many components to health and wellness that we really want to find the ideal balance because one of the things that I want my clients to take away is the synergistic effect of multiple habits. We can focus on health, but if we're stressed, or if we're not exercising, or if we're not sleeping, well then likely we have a downregulated immune system. So focusing on food is just one component of actually getting to a healthy balance. This is really interesting. And I think it brings up two questions for me. The first one being about food and what we can do to upgrade our food choices. And then the second one really being about how do we shift away from obsessing about food? You know, I know so many people who are so intelligent and so spiritual and so creative, and yet they're very much stuck thinking about food for a, a very decent portion of their day. A lot of their energy and mental space is dedicated to what am I eating, what am I not eating, counting calories, behaviors around food. I can't help but wonder if it's being taken away from their, you know, these other components that you mentioned of their life, this spiritual component, creative component. This really brings us back to where do we start if we don't want to be obsessing or stressing about food? Each individual will have their specifics. There are specific nutritional therapies that are recommended, but in general, if we're say like baseline, I want to make an upgrade today and I'm, I'm healthy and I want, or I want to get a little bit healthier and this is where I start. I would say the best place to start is increased fruit and vegetable consumption. And I'm, I'm a really big fruit and vegetable advocate. I think that what one of the things is we see some of the recommendations, they vary depending on the country that you're in, 
but the American Cancer Society recommends upwards of five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. We have other recommendations going towards nine to 13 servings of fruits and vegetables a day. I say aim for nine, go for higher. We want to be sure that we're getting a lot of fiber, which is essential to gastrointestinal health and motility as well. We want to make sure that we're getting a lot of different phytonutrients, a wide variety. And we also want to make sure that we're eating the carbohydrates that are in fruits and vegetables as opposed to filling up on the carbohydrates that are in like bagelà or pretzels and toast. The other thing that I would say is switch up from the refined grains to the whole grains. Whole grains have a lot of phytonutrients and fiber as well. They're more filling, they have more protein. So even just making a shift away from white bread or even whole wheat bread, just because it, it's not really so whole wheaty, it's not so whole grain, and shifting towards a bread that's really whole grain made free of preservatives. Those are two things that I think that if you affect those, those are two big food groups, and that'll be a really big upgrade. Excellent. That's really helpful. What do you tell your clients who come to you and they say like, I'm eating more fruits and vegetables and I'm just hungry, or I just can't stop thinking about food, or perhaps they're just like really fixated on food. Is there ever something else, like something perhaps deeper or more that needs to be addressed that can be helpful? I think there's so many possible answers to that question because there as many people as there are answers. That's how individualized nutritional therapy is. And at the same time, from a coaching perspective, I would really say, well, let's look at the mindset behind hunger. Sometimes hunger comes from a feeling of scarcity and a feeling of, did I have enough? Is this a form of entertainment or like a habit that I've sort of put into my schedule and it fills up this block of time and now I'm shifting those habits and I'm feeling this sensation of hunger. Is it head hunger? There's so many different types of hunger. So one of the things that I really try to get my clients to understand is we want to get inside of our body because I find that so many people are outside of their body. They're Googling for information. They're reading books. And there is good information out there. But I want you to bring that information, like just set it aside and come into your body and say, well, what am I really feeling? Where's the hunger coming from? Is it tied to the clock? Is it tied to something else? Is it anchored to another habit in my day? And then really sort of unraveling that and seeing where that goes. It makes a lot of sense. I'm gonna tell a personal story here. I remember okay. um, coming to visit you and I had gone to the doctor and we were working on some chronic pain issues and he said that I could stop eating several different things like gluten and dairy and sugar and it was a lot for me in the beginning. And I remember being so fixated on all the things I couldn't eat that I was like eating rice cakes and tiny slices of avocados. Like just having this like very minimalist, basic diet. I was thinking about everything I couldn't have and it felt so restrictive. And I came to see you and we sat down and you asked me like how much water I was drinking. And my jaw just dropped because I realized that I had forgotten about like all the things that I needed because I was so focused on what I wasn't supposed to have. And after I saw you, I went downstairs to the mini market in the mall where you work and bought a giant bottle of water. And after buying the water, I walked out of the store without the bottle because I was so, I was so in my own head. I was just so not present. I was so focused on being hungry and confused by all the rules. So the guy behind the counter chased me out and he brought me the water and I literally sat down and drank the entire thing. 
And so that was the beginning for me of this shift. It was a shift away from everything I couldn't have, like all the no, 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 to all the yes, yes, yes. And I ordered this amazing box of organic produce with 25 different colors in it and just started experimenting with soups and salads and shakes and uh, and wonderful things. And there was just something about your focus on what you can do and what you can have that was a really big mindset shift for me. I would say in general, I like to focus on defining myself by what I can do as opposed to what I don't do or can't do. That applies not just to food, but even religion, lifestyle choices, habits. Defining myself by what I I'm able to do or what I'm able to eat or what I'm able to, you know, how I'm able to perform is really, is really giving me sort of an identity by defining ourselves by what we can't have or can't do to me, doesn't give us really an idea of of our capabilities. So I want to always focus on, there's so much food today. Like there's so, so much food, to food, there's really a lot that we can focus on. And sometimes what it is, it's about kind of getting out of our box of, well, this is what I shop. And sometimes that's determined by even how we grew up, you know, like our mother went and we always had this in the cupboard and we always had this in the refrigerator. And so sometimes it's expanding that and getting more creative. And sometimes it means opening up to ideas, looking through cookbooks so that we can see that there is possibility, be reminded that there is possibility. Sometimes we're just a little stuck. It's so fascinating how we started talking about food and now we're really coming back to mindset and the importance of mindset in this wellness journey. So perhaps you want to speak a little more about the big picture and all of the different components that are involved here. Everything is so connected and that idea of everything being connected maybe seemed like a little crunchy for some people like 10, 15 years ago, not but for do, <laughs> not for any, now nobody even, for example, do, which is, I believe it was 2015 was rated one of the top research facilities in the world. So the top 35 researchers that were contributing to sciences were from Duke and it's a great research facility. And one of the things that is a main component in the integrative health practice there is this component of professional development, personal development, spirituality, all of these things are tied to our top key because having these areas developed, research shows us, affects every other area in your life better, right? Okay. You're going to sleep so, better so, if you feel right. fulfilled. Interesting. So You're this gonna... is personal, personal, professional, and spiritual development that are all related to our role in the world. They're related to how we eat. They're related to how we show up to the world. They're related to sleep. They're related to our relationships. And this is represented by a pie graph where we list all of these different components of our life. And we see at the center of this pie is you. And you are the common part that's connecting all of this. And we need to feed a little bit. We need to have, and that's very personal for each person, right? But we need to have some attention in each area. You know, for one person, professional development could be getting a PhD and writing a book. And another person, professional development could be, you know, running a baking business out of their house. And for another person, it could be being 
an accountant or a bookkeeper and having a job that they enjoy the office atmosphere every day and they have, that is so personal and it's for every person to determine. But definitely when we feel satisfied in other areas, it's gonna flow through that energy. We're, we're the receptacle that contains all of that flow. So by contributing good energy and feeding the areas that we need, it just feeds into everything else. All right, Nomi, so I hear everything you're saying. And, and at the same time, I'm wondering, what do you do when someone comes to you and, and tells you that they just want to lose weight? One of the things that I see is that if somebody comes and says, I really, really want to lose weight, and it's been this long, long sort of story in their life, it's often related to something else. It's not just the weight. This is part of a complex picture. And one thing that I noticed is I had a client who weight was her main uh, goal when she came to me, but all she would talk about through the sessions was her disorganized living room bookcase area that every time she sat down to relax, that's all she saw. And every time that, you know, she looked over to the right, then she saw her kitchen that was messy. And I think that what I saw with her was she, we focused, it came around that focusing her attention on the bookcases just felt better than concentrating on the food. It gave her like more of an edge every day to get on top of, of the bookcase than to sit there and really think about how is she going to deal with snack hour and how is she making healthy dinners. She didn't have a lot of desire to tackle the food thing, but she had a strong sense of obligation because there had been this whole backstory with what her doctor told her she should be eating, what she understood she should be eating. So all she really wanted to do is get her life organized. And that sort of came out subtly. And then it became like the main focus that if this was organized, if her bookshelf was organized, then maybe she could move on to her kitchen. And if she could move on to her kitchen, then maybe she'd be able to restock with things that she liked. And she was able to do that. And when she went into that kitchen restock, able to take out a lot of the stuff that wasn't great for her. And also she enjoyed it because she was able to enjoy the place where she was sitting. And it sort of had this unexpected effect on everything, not just what she was preparing. It made her kitchen easier to prepare, but also made her food more enjoyable to sit down in the kitchen and eat. So I think that maybe that's the Marie Quanto effect <laughs> of sort of, you know, what's, is it sparking joy? Is the place that I'm eating my meals sparking joy? And, and if I can get my environment, which is also one of the components that um, we talk about in, in integrative health coaching is what's the environment like? Because when your environment improves, how does that affect whatever else you're trying to improve? Oh, that's so true and so powerful. This wisdom from Nomi has been so beneficial for me in my own life. And that's why I'm so excited to share it with you here on the show today. I've had so many questions in the community recently about how we can make lifestyle changes to work through difficult mental health challenges. And I want to be very clear that, you know, this show is not intended to provide medical advice and it's definitely not intended to replace any therapy or consulting with a medical professional. I myself am an educator and my purpose here is really to bring the information that you need to give you the agency to make meaningful changes and sustain meaningful changes in your life. So 
If you want to connect with Nomi and hear more about her, you can check out the full episode. It was episode 23. Sorry, no, no, no. Episode 23 was Tap with Brad. It was episode 24. Actually, both really good episodes, but Nomi was on 24, and we had about 30 or so more minutes of a conversation we talked about a lot more there. You can also find Nomi on Instagram. She's Nomi Knows Health, and I'll put a link in the show notes to find her and follow her on Instagram. Her Instagram is absolutely beautiful with food and with inspirational quotes, and I really appreciate her work so much because she really looks at the whole person. So I hope that this was helpful. I would love to hear from you as well. You can send me a direct message anytime on Instagram. Let me know what you're taking away from the show, what kind of questions you have, and I will answer you back. I will answer you in a direct direct message there. So I am on Instagram, grow your insight. And if you're new to the show, make sure that you subscribe. You can subscribe wherever you listen. It's completely free and you'll be updated on the upcoming episodes. We've got some great ones. We have Lori Palatnik next week who started the Incredible Momentum Movement. And we have Tawar Benarosh who's wonderful and Millennial Rabbi coming up soon who's fantastic, such a spiritual powerhouse. So definitely subscribe, stay tuned and stay in touch with me. If you're not yet signed up for my digest of resources, it's at drozzy.co and you'll be the first to hear the takeaways from the show to receive meditation links and all kinds of inspiration and resources that you can use right now. You'll also get invitations to my upcoming programs and I've got some coming up for you soon. So definitely stay connected, stay tuned, and wherever you are in the world, I hope that you are meeting yourself with kindness. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, talk about it with a friend, invite them to join us. They and you and everyone can hop over to Facebook. I have a group. It's called Circle of Insight. You can join my Facebook group. There are just a million ways to stay connected. So pick the one that works for you and stay on track because this world needs your light. Keep acknowledging yourself. Keep taking care of yourself. and Keep showing up and serving because we need you.
I love that it really speaks to the ripple effects of making one change and one upgrade that that can really ripple out into other areas of our life. And I feel like you've illustrated that so beautifully for us.